This is the Best of the Adam Gold Show podcast, brought to you by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. All right, let's bring in my friend Chip Patterson, CBSSports.com, Cover 3 podcast. My friend, how you doing? I'm well. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm uh, with shouts to Emil Jefferson uh, and all of that. I don't know. Yeah. Good for... Uh, Good for uh, good for a meal. No, no, no. Let's, let's let's go over the top, okay? Let's Nolan Smith gone, yeah. Neil Jefferson gone. I mean, does does John Shire even have any title DNA on that stuff? <laughs> let's see. Other than him, right? Yeah, he's got some title DNA. Jay, uh, we Jay, Jay, Chris Carwell fan here, and I know that he's a frequent guest of uh, yes. the Adam Gold Show. So you know, it's it is still a staff that is recruiting at a high level, and as we've discussed, you know, to see him put his own stamp on the way that Duke plays, the identity of the team on mm-hmm. the court, while maintaining, um, you know, uh, you we're still going to go after the best players in the country, but we're not going to focus entirely on flipping the whole roster. We're going to value giving the opportunities for players to come back and, you know, lead the way. I, I think that it is, um, it's really good for John Shire, the way that things have gone so far since taking over for the GOAT. Oh, there's there's no question. John, I think John John gets it. I think John will do a great job uh, over a long time. As long as he wants to be here, I think John will be great. Uh, and I'm you know I'm personal personally an enormous fan of Chris Garwell. Uh, I, I mean, I would vote for him. I'll just leave it at that. Um, all right. So uh, Matt Brown was on with us yesterday, and. Um, I want to play for you a little bit of, and I just talked about it, but I want your thoughts on this. And we don't have to play the entirety of the Mac Brown clip, but the one we just used, uh, I asked Mac to kind of project into the future, not necessarily about NIL or transfer portal and things like that, uh, but I want you to hear what he had to say about the future of college football. Adam, I feel like that uh, the playoff was put into place primarily for money. Mm-hmm. because the, the more money that football programs can make, uh, the better it is for their universities and for their leagues. And as we get 12 teams to play, that's going to have these young guys playing more uh, than normal, and they're, they're going to have to pay them for that too. So I, I think what we've done is we've gotten away from amateurism. We're, we're getting closer to being a, a mini NFL program, mm-hmm. uh, programs across the country in college football. And, and I see people starting to probably have the players be employees of the university, probably have salary caps. I think we'll just, uh, the NFL does it right for them. And when we took the leap to get away from amateurism, uh, those guys have done this for many years. It's working for them. So I think you'll see college football head in the same light. All right. That's, that's, that's good right there. Because uh, it gives us three things to really just uh, kind of discuss here. There's more of that Mac Brown interview uh, available in the best of the Adam Gold Show podcast. Um, do you see a salary cap coming to uh, to college football? We, do you see shared revenue between the SEC and the Pac-12 and the ACC? I see revenue sharing existing with the players on a conference-by-conference level where they would essentially sign – some sort of name, image, and likeness agreement that would be tied to the media rights deals because, and I think this makes a lot of sense, media rights, putting these players on television Mm -hmm. is using their name, (laughs) image, 
and their likeness to be able to profit, to be able to sell ads mm-hmm. against it. It is the last you know, really valuable thing in live televisions and in college football is something that TV executives love so much. They're naming themselves athletic directors and conference commissioners now. So, <laughs> look, the thing that I love about where Mac Brown is at in his career is that because he's 71, right. it would be easy to dismiss this as old man yells at cloud, but he's inside the beast and he spent time at the mm-hmm. highest levels, winning national championships, competing for national championships. Then he was at ESPN. He actually has the best perspective on where things are headed. And he's so clear. I actually did listen to uh, the entire interview yesterday. So Sorry. enjoyed it. No, 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 no. <laughs> I, I was listening to it because I'm very interested in hearing Mac Brown talk in these public forums right now because of the way he's addressing things, because he spells it out in a way that might be read again as like doomsday-ish, but he's actually providing a path. He's mm-hmm. providing a blueprint. So I don't know about salary caps yes. specifically, but you can very much change the balance of sort of NIL and you know how much schools provide, how much a conference mm-hmm. could provide, and you could set scholarship limits. So I don't see a true salary cap necessarily, mm-hmm. But I do see us moving towards a professionalization um, model for college football. Oh, there's there's no question. I mean, it is pro sports to the administrators, to the schools. It's pro sports. Uh, And and maybe we're getting into the area where it's becoming pro sports for the athletes as well. That that would only be fair. Salary cap to me is we're sharing revenue and everybody is able to spend uh, equally on player compensation and I don't see that. I mean, we sort of have it. We we could have it within the leagues, but I don't see Alabama going. Yeah, we're going to kick Vanderbilt some money so they can pay their players exactly what we pay ours. So, but I think you can't you can't stop a marketing deal. I think that we've already right. gotten too far past that. Where you know there might be a compensation from the SEC where the per player payouts yeah. are the same in Alabama and Vanderbilt, but you can't put a cap on um, what they're able to do in terms of going out into the community, but that was something else that Mac Brown said. And again, you can listen to the interview on the best of the agriculture, <laughs> but he said, he came to it from the healthiest mindset. He said, yeah. we are asking too much from our donors. I, well, We're already going to our boosters. We're telling yes. you to join the Rams club, to buy season tickets, to help us fund all these scholarships, yeah. to help subsidize 26 Olympic sports, which are achieving a lot. And it's great to be able to see their success, but to continue to fund them. And now we're coming for NIL on top of that. I just, I really appreciated the way that Mac Brown was coming at this from the perspective of the fans and of the boosters and of the people who care about the university where the university and the conference, which are benefiting financially, they can't keep farming out the responsibility of compensating the players there has to be a way because otherwise they're going to stop giving and then they're yep. going to check out and then you've lost them for a generation. No question. And then it puts even more pressure. If you don't win when the, when and all of a sudden, oh, yeah. oh my gosh, could you imagine uh, you, you, you tick off a booster, you have a couple of bad seasons in a row. I'm like, sorry, I'm not donating to that when actually now would be the time we would need you to donate more. Um, the other thing he talked about, which I found fascinating was he admitted out loud what nobody else wants to admit and that we probably need to reduce the size of the regular season if we are going to be expanding the playoffs. He talked about maybe getting rid of conference championship games, which, I mean, 
yeah, I could, we, we certainly could. Um, but I do think that we are asking a ton of our players because, because they're really not get they're not getting paid to play, but we, we just, we do seem to be continuing to expand the amount of games they have to play. Yeah. And he just is coming at this from somebody who just coached 14 games yeah. and saw his team collapse down the stretch, start nine and one and then lose their last four. Mm-hmm. Um, he has he has looked in the lot. It's like the Dabo Sweeney opinion when they first started talking about college football playoff expansion. It's one that resonated with me because I was in the locker room with Clemson after 2016 and 2018, and his line was, "I can't imagine going into the locker room after that mm. 15th game and then saying, "All right, boys, we got one more." <laughs> They're so hurt. Yeah. They're worn down. Yeah. This is a violent game, and you're always gritting it out for just a little bit more. Adam Golden Studio with my man, Coach Pete Deruta, Capital Financial Advisory Group. I was on your website, and I love the term financial termites because there are always things eating at your money that you can't see. So you don't want financial termites. Termites in the financial world are risk, fees, unnecessary commissions. All the bad things that we see and we hear about on TV are happening many times inside your portfolio you don't see. So you need a financial exterminator. Well, for the next 10 of you to call, we'll put together for you your very own total retirement plan at no cost. Call 888-843-0013. Or text Adam to 600-700. Adam Gold is a paid spokesman. Investment advisory services offered by Capital Financial Advisory Group, a North Carolina registered investment advisor. I like that Mac Brown wants to keep the bowls around. I like that he doesn't yeah. want this to play off or bust. He's like he said, you know, 20 teams probably can talk about being in a college football playoff at the start of every season. And there's more than 20 teams at high levels of college football. So we got to be able to have something else for them to strive for or else it's really going to be, you know, sort of downgrading the experience in, in a way that's going to be very hurtful, I think, to the future of college football. And so whether it, I don't think we will see a regular season game, you know, taken off, I do, I could see us eliminating the FCS game. I could see us mm-hmm. putting in another off week, which I, is another good idea, sure. especially if we go to an expansion of the conference schedule where everyone's playing nine or ten conference games because then you would at least give them a, a little bit more time to work their way through the schedule. But I, I am in his camp in wanting to say off the jump when it comes to college football playoff expansion that we are asking more than has ever been asked of an 18 to 22-year-old who is competing at this high level at the intensity and the spotlight that comes with major college football. And so considerations need to be made to that experience. Chip Patterson is with us as he is on every Wednesday. Yeah, you know, it's, it's- I appreciated him looking at the schedule as being too arduous, uh, and maybe we need to consider lengthening the schedule with with not you know increasing the numbers of games. You know the college the college regular season is is over by Thanksgiving, right? The NFL plays another six weeks beyond Thanksgiving. It's that's like in it's almost like in baseball the trade deadline. Is that that's where where it is in the NFL? But thanks Thanksgiving, there's still you know forty percent of the season still to play after that. The regular season in college is over. I realize they start a week earlier. Yes, there is a week zero, which whatever. Um, but basically, they start a week ahead of the NFL, and they wrap up while playing twelve regular season games, uh, just so much earlier. And I do think that uh, we are asking a ton. 
of our college athletes, and I do. I appreciated Mac Brown uh, getting getting to all of that. Every school's got different goals, anyway, right? Right. I mean, if if I I know when I'll just use Mike Elko as an example here, and I'm not this. He didn't say this specific. I don't believe at Mike Elko's press conference. He talked about winning national championships at Duke, um, but. The realistic goal for Duke's program, to me, is, hey, I want to be playing in a bowl game every year. I think we're good enough, and and the years where the planets align, you know, maybe we challenge at the, for the top of the of the league, we ch- or a division as they were just in the Coastal, which no longer is, exists. Maybe we can get to uh, a conference championship game. That should be like, oh my gosh, what a year. But ultimately, the... the, the the bar for Duke is bowl eligibility year in and year out. Being that, that's different from the expectations of an Alabama or a Georgia or a Clemson or a Florida State. Without a doubt. I mean, it's like I, I continue to go back to, you know, the fans, the donors, the boosters, the the people who are, you know, the, the lifeblood of the sport. The reason why college football is great on television is not because the best football players in the world are playing it. It's because of the scenes. Yeah. It's because you see 80,000 people all filled up this stadium and everything that's going on with the passion and the pageantry. And I, I think that if you talk to a lot of fans at most Power 5 programs, we want to win our home games, we want to beat our rivals, and we want to play a game preferably against a good team in a warm location. Like we just, we would like a bowl game that I would at least like to fancy the idea of making a trip for to go and see, to play against a good team, uh, to make it a a little bit of an Mm -hmm. event. Just again, win your home games, beat your rivals, play in a postseason game that is of some consequence. Like that is a good season for a lot of power conference programs And so, you know, whatever the future of college football looks like, whether it is professionalized, you know, whether we've got collective bargaining, the conferences are paying compensation or this, that, or the other, I do hope that we are in a situation where it is not, you are either in the top 16 of 133, or there are a hundred some odd teams that are failures, because I, I think that that would be a, a big disappointment. Uh, agreed, hundred percent agreed. All right, one 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 quick thing. We'll just take a minute on on this. Uh, and I sent you an article, and we'll, maybe we'll get into uh, more when we talk next time, uh, whenever that is. And I'm, I'm off for a week. Um, Who's fu- in next week? Have you figured uh, out? Oh yes, my friend Hayes Permar. Your friend uh, Hayes Permar. I've heard of, I've heard of him. Yeah. Yeah. But- uh, he's uh, he's a, a, a businessman uh, of uh, of some note now. So Fox Sports, as our uh, Brian Fr- Fisher, who's been with a bunch of places now, with writes also for Fox Sports, uh, did a I guess a a survey, if you will, uh, and examined ACC coaches and what which ones are good at certain things, developing players at certain positions, and which are not. Um. The best developer of quarterbacks in the ACC, they've got Dabo Sweeney, which I'm like, uh, you know, maybe. Um, Dave Doran, second on that list. Mac Brown was, I guess, others of note. Dave Doran and Mac Brown, along with Jeff Brom of Louisville, though we don't really have uh, much much of an example of him at Louisville doing that because he hasn't coached a game at Louisville yet. 
But what do you think of Dabo Sweeney 1 and then Dave Doran and Mac Brown being mentioned? Dabo Sweeney is undoubtedly riding the success of um, Deshaun Watson and Trevor Lawrence, right. and he is not being penalized for DJ Uyunglele, <laughs> who may not win the starting job at Oregon State. Right. Um, and we'll see. But one thing that in like Chris Vizina is a f- true freshman from this past cycle who a lot of people think is really good. He, he has done a great job of not just finding talented quarterbacks, but finding talented quarterbacks that also fit within what he wants to build. I, the thing I love about uh, Mac Brown is that he has been able to, whether it's Sam Howell, whether it is Drake may, or whether it is old Tad Hudson, He's just pulling all the in-state cards. Like, who's the best quarterback in the state of North Carolina? Okay, let's go get him. Mm-hmm. And I think that the Dave Doran story extends beyond the quarterback position. I think it's the quarterback position. I think it's the offensive line. Yep. I think it's the defensive line. I think it's linebacker. I think that the entire player development that happens within NC State's football program on both sides of the ball is phenomenal. And in the top quadrant top tier however you want to say of the ACC that's where NC State's player development exists I for the Clemson thing TBD Garrett Riley will determine whether or not Dabo gets Mm -hmm. to still hold on to that position as an elite developer of the quarterback position because what they got out of Brandon Streeter was not elite but I think that Riley is special and they've got a chance to flip that narrative around Dave Doran's name came up in a couple of spots here as did Mac Brown Mario Cristobal came uh, up in the surprisingly disappointing. <laughs> yeah, Justin uh, Herbert's whole college career. Yeah, <laughs> I made a, I made a, a like a principle of fading <laughs> Oregon's old offensive coordinator when he was the head coach at UNLV because if Justin Herbert could be that good in the NFL and just be a guy at Oregon, well then. There was some mismanagement going on right there. Yeah, I wonder uh, they're paying they're paying Mario Cristobal a ton of money at Miami. I wonder how long that's going to last. Chip Patterson, I appreciate your time as always, my friend. Cover three podcast. You must. This is Bud Elliott season, by the way, at the at the Cover Three podcast. Uh, but I appreciate you doing this as always on Wednesdays. I'll talk to you later. Sounds good. Y'all be well. There you go. No, he's the only Chip. Not only my favorite person to talk with on this radio station ever um again every wednesday he is the only one with the sign off yeah the only one nobody we need to get him a theme song i know i want a theme song for chip t-shirt y'all be well y'all be well mm-hmm. y'all be well hey i do that with my mma videos i say let's get it oh, i don't do even you? know where it came from i have no idea <laughs> i don't know you, you should say let's get ready to rumble <laughs> Well, I might get sued for that one. It's uh, not yeah, probably, uh, <laughs> probably true. More great news for carry commuters with the new Go Carry app. You can track your bus live on the interactive map feature. Stay informed with the latest news and service updates right at your fingertips. Save your favorite locations and routes for quick and easy access, making your daily commute a breeze. Plus, with the Go Carry app, you can easily connect to GoCarry.org for even more resources and information. Best of all, the Go Carry app is absolutely free to download on the Apple and Google Play stores. Go carry, where getting there is just a tap away.